0: Greetings, this is Richard Lanford, the Red-Headed Preacher of the Redheaded Preacher podcast. I'm the pastor of St. Peter's United Church of Christ in Skokie, Illinois, an open and affirming congregation in the United Church of Christ. The message for this edition of the podcast is called Light and Life, and it's based on the Gospel according to John chapter 1. Uh, verses 1 through 18, and also I will be referring to Matthew 2, verses 1 through 12, which is the story of the Magi making their way to Bethlehem. Our lector is Jessica Schneider, and uh, I hope you enjoy the message. It's a briefer one a little because we're celebrating communion, or celebrated communion that Sunday, which is January 3rd. 2021. And here we go with uh, the first of the with the readings from the Gospels by Jess Schneider.
1: This is a different kind of Sunday because both of our two readings are Gospel lessons. Both speak to the Christmas season and also Epiphany. The first one is John chapter 1 verses 1 through 18. In the beginning, was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood, or of the will of the flesh, or of the will of man, but of God. And the Word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me, because he was before me. From his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It was God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. This ends the reading from John. Our second and final one is Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising, and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother. They knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. Here ends the reading from Matthew and our scriptures for this morning, the first Sunday of 2021 and the second Sunday after Christmas. May God give us a joyful and powerful understanding of this, the word of God for the people of God.
2: Recently, I was at home in our living room. It was mostly dark in the morning hours. The blinds were not pulled up yet, but the electric lights were on, and I don't mean our lamps. Our tree lights were on. And as I looked at one bulb the bottom shining green this time for a few suspended moments i was thinking back to the spiritual meanings of christmas this light bulb as a bearer of light however electric glowed a symbol of jesus christ in its own unknowing way unknowing because light bulbs are just that it was declaring the Gospel. Jesus, the light of the world, has come. The darkness will never, never overcome that light. That light. I believe that's why we have lights on our Christmas trees. It took me back to when I trained our acolytes. I tell each new batch that being an acolyte is not just lighting the candles before service and putting them out afterwards. It is a kind of spiritual position, I said, because in lighting candles, you are bringing light to shine during worship. Jesus said, I am the light of the word. And we heard Jessica read another jesus the light passage, what has come into being life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. When there is light in the context of our faith, our worship and celebrations, there is representation of Christ. Sometimes, here I'll refer to the church in prayer or some other part of worship, as the people of light shining in the shadows of the world, or words to that effect, you and I are, by the grace of God alone, people of light, as we get our life, our true life, and not only our existence from Christ Jesus, but has come into being in Him was life. We get our true life.
0: Christ Jesus.
2: You see, I've spent a lot of time thinking about Jesus as light, and as we follow him, we take and kind of receive, we receive light from him and reflect it out onto the world through the loving things we do. It's right there in Matthew 5. You know it. Jesus said, You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hidden. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket but but on the lampstand and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. I've preached on light. Epiphany coming up is about light and how in Jesus, God reveals God's self to us. Revealing which implies the need for light see and to perceive. Light is a very important symbol of God and God's presence to me and perhaps to very many of us. Light shines in the darkness. The darkness did not overcome it. How can you not love that? Yet I've kind of skipped something John tells us. That the light unto itself or God's self is not just light, illumination, or revelation. This light is more than light. Do you recall what John said is the light? What has come into being in him, the Word, was life. And the life was the light of all people. In the Greek of the New Testament, there is a word for existence. Bio, or we would say, bio, and the word John uses generously—it's a key word for him for life—is Zoe, where we get the name Zoe. Life in John is deep and meaningful, more than a mere bio or bio existence. Even as our very existence, as part of creation, links us to the work of Christ. Christ, we learn here, is also our source of life, the capital L. What has come into being in him was life. This life from him, not just existence, is from the word, is from Christ. It is this life that is the light, capital L. The life is the light of all people. Not the light is the light. Now light, as light, did play a key role in the nativity and the epiphany. Before Christmas Eve, a few weeks ago, last year, those who lived under cloudless skies got to enjoy the conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn to recreate what is sometimes called the Christmas star because together they are so close and so bright. The Magi followed the star and its light to Jerusalem. A particularly spectacular star, especially if it seemed to be a new one in the sky, was believed by in those days to be a portent of something great happening, maybe a future ruler's birth or death or something else on a major level. And these Magi paid attention to these developments were so struck by this star, this light, that they wanted to meet the child who has been born king of the Jews. The light of that star led them even to Bethlehem and over the place where the child was. Light has light. The holy family welcomed in this. These Gentile, religiously, ceremonially unclean, because these not Jewish. They were rich, they were paying strangers, and they gave Jesus their precious gifts. They were led by the light of the star and by the Holy Family. Were shown examples of the life, capital L, the life in Christ, that really is the life of Christ. Because in him is life, not mere existence, and the life was the light all people, and they were welcomed by the life of the Holy Family. So they went from natural light to the light that is the life. The welcome of strangers is part of the life of believers. As Jesus himself declares in Matthew 25, I was a stranger, and you welcomed The life of Jesus Bringing, as Jessica read later in John, fullness we have all received, grace. Upon grace, grace and truth, being this welcoming is part of the life that is given by Jesus and guided by Jesus, and such a life, capital L, shines God's light the light that was coming into the world in which the darkness shall overcome. Life and the light, part of living that life and shining that light is being welcomed as the Holy Family welcomed the magic. Being of the life and the light means having the life that comes from Christ and that light that reaches out to others, suggested by the star of Bethlehem. Frederick Dale Bruner writes, humans long not only to come alive, but to be of help. Good examples in our gospel of the union with life, causing mission with light, are the first converted disciples who immediately bring others to Jesus, in John, the converted Samaritan woman who was a major factor in the conversion of her town, and in particularly John 9, the healed blind man. Brunner continues, as John 15 promises, this abiding, and John 15 is, I am the vine, you are the branches, and unless you abide in me. So this, this
0: abiding,
2: this union with Jesus. Results in fruit-bearing, outreach, and discipling in the world, he says. The appeal to be in union with him in life, and so to be light for others, in mission, is given for the first time as early as this fourth verse in John's Gospel. And insofar as you and I have the real life from the Word by grace. And thus, are in the light that is that the life is, we can rejoice in being aware of a deep, deep connection to the God of creation. Insofar as you and I have the real life from the Word, and thus are in the light which the life is, we can rejoice also in the undeserved love God has for us, grace. Grace. Grace on top of grace. That grace upon grace is not only something God bestows upon us through Jesus, it is also the life we do our best to shine out into the world. Now, as I've said in some recent messages, being a bearer of God's message of love um, is not always welcomed. Some prefer to stay in darkness. I don't want to hear about that. All, you know, I don't want to hear about that. I, I got this. Some prefer to reject Jesus because of the painful damage fallible churches have wrought upon others who now have rejected the church as a result, if not the faith Yeah. Some are hostile to those in the life that really is life and light because when we agitate for love in the form of accountability for those who have the power of violence in our cities. When we agitate for love with the forms of racial justice and economic and environmental fairness, someone tries, if they could, as it were, to unscrew the light bulb, to disable the switch, or off the circuit breaker, and say, dark is the light. Dark is the light. Dark is the light. But this life, and the light which this life is, shines, has already been through the darkness. It was in the almost victorious darkness of dark Gethsemane, of Pilate's judgment Paul, of Golgotha's agony and death, and sealing of the tomb. But that is all almost victory. When it comes to being people of the life which comes from knowing Christ, the grace and truth of God, when it comes to being people of the light, there is this reality. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. It did not overcome it because Jesus was born, and Jesus lived his life, and Jesus was raised from the dead. The light of the lives of love still shine in the darkness, That verb, shines, is the first present tense. The first present tense in the opening verses of John. And to capture the full meaning of the present tense, Dr. Bruner likes to render it as the light shines on in the darkness. The ever-shining light is and always will be on the other side of the resurrection as we are will be the risen Christ. Because God is God. And because Christ is raised, no darkness will ultimately overcome the light that shines in the darkness. In Christ, life and light and love will win in the end. Darkness doesn't win. The whole part of what Jessica read is called a prologue to John's Gospel. It's also an invitation. It's an invitation to the life and light which come from being in communion with the god we know in jesus in him we believe that the darkness ultimately does not overcome you or me or god and that is good news to carry throughout this year
0: that will do it for these the first edition for 2021 of our podcast, and I want to thank you for tuning in. That was also our first live stream worship, because we have been recording on Saturdays since COVID hit, and then uh, recording them for for visual uh, for YouTube, and now we're live streaming our worship, which is still not in person Um, for in-person worship, but we're recording it and live-streaming it Sundays at uh, 10 a.m. on YouTube. So next week will be for the service of January 10th. It will be recorded on January 10th. And I can't tell you for sure what the scriptures are going to be, but I do follow the lectionary, which are the prescribed or suggested readings um, by an ecumenical panel. Uh, of churches through the National Council of Churches, I believe, through the, what's called the Revised Common Lectionary. So thank you again for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the message. We're uplifted by it. And may God bless your week and your new year. Amen.